Hey, Gabriel. Yeah? Don't you have a Kleenex? It's disgusting. Will you please stop crying? To have to witness behavior like yours, a man like myself begins with high ideals, goes into graduate school, prepares to devote himself, and has to deal with the likes of you. I'm a maniac. Hit the theme music. Applause. That was all right. That was solid. It worked out just fine. Literature. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, how do we start the show? Uh, <laughs> this is Slow Readers. Welcome, listener readers. America's fast-paced literature podcast. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on tangents. It's always on maniacs. It's always on machetes. It's always on spooky stories. It's always on stewardesses. It's always on stories that aren't actually spooky, but more just kind of like, you know, grisly. It's and on grim, hard case like crime a, files. A hard case, essentially. Uh, Gabriel, this is a show. It sure is. Top Gallant. Uh, uh, radio. Yeah. Um. Wow. I don't know why. For some reason, like honestly, starting this, I'm just like I have no idea what to say next. Do you need like a drink or something? No, I'm fine. I got a drink right here. It's I got cold. a. It's I cold got, agua. I got a strawberry bubbly. It is a delight. Yeah. Um. Well, there's no wine this episode. Yeah. Uh. You know what are you gonna do? I mean, I have Cookie Rosa in the fridge. Uh. You have what? Cookie Rosa. Oh, is that your white wine? Wine. No, that's like a fortified wine. It's uh, it's like have like kind of light like like pink hues to it hmm, i think i know what you're talking about it's very tasty we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it's that. right next to the banana ketchup yeah we'll discuss that on the break okay uh so welcome to your listener readers hi uh gabriel who and what are you hello everyone my name is gabe mara i'm a comedian every now and again i'm a writer and i'm a podcast producer and um every now and again i attend the bar mm. daniel co-host who are you who am i who are you i'm daniel gonzalez mm-hmm. uh fast-paced literature podcast yeah no i'm an audio producer editor uh, writer and an author of note. Of note. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, uh, nothing. Yeah, I'm that's nothing all I am. That. That's all I'm wrapped up in. Gabriel, I feel like it's been weeks since we recorded. It it has not been. I mean, I think it's, I think it's because you it, and I have had a lot more free time lately. Yeah, we've had a lot more free time. Our, our schedules have really changed lately. Mm-hmm. But um, otherwise, like I yeah, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Daniel and I are off the grid. Yeah, we're we're off the grid. We're actually recording this right now from Cambodia. Yeah, that's why we're producing a podcast. Yeah, we we made a huge uh, 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 friendships with uh, the prime minister of North Korea. Yeah, what's his actual title? It's not prime minister. He's is it prime minister? Isn't he just like like the great leader or something like that? Yeah, or leader, like that. dictator, yeah, great dictator. Kind of... Anyway, so this is a clearly a literature show. It's a literature show. Uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. uh, let's just get right into it because mm-hmm. we've been talking about the same fucking thing all month. What month is that? It's it's October, aka uh, uh, you might have heard of it. It's, oh, it's the it's the month of with a uh, Halloween. And, I, I um, believe I believe what you're talking about is Oatstoberfest, baby. Grab a oats pumpkin and an oats uh oats Snickers or something. Yeah. Gabriel, this is the month where we celebrate all things spooky, and by spooky things, we focus on the horror stories by Joe's Carol Oates. Yes. Celebrated uh, writer, crazy prolific author, crazy and prolific just all-around great tweeter. Yes. Great. Very interesting tweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriel, uh, this is Blah. just to kind of catch people up from what we've been talking about for the last couple episodes. Um, yeah, we clearly we're focused on her and whatnot. Uh, we've gone into great detail about like the kind of things that we can easily find with her and, and like uh, her back history and whatnot. Yeah, please look into her. She's a really big deal. She's a great author. And if you haven't read anything of her, like, her before, I mean, like, well, welcome, I guess. Yes. And every episode, I'll try and find something like a little bit of extra interesting oh, nugget that we can find. Fun fact about old Jayco. You know, something, but you know, something interesting to talk about. Just trying to Jayco, challenge how myself. How did her first husband die? Let's not get into that. <laughs> was, it, was it was it weird? No, it wasn't it was weird. Sad. It was just legitimately sad. It's just no. I just I, I am almost. Uh, it's kind of weird how shocked I am at how macabre that was, Gabriel. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> Focusing on like the death of her husbands. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I've just never known. Anyway, you didn't bring it up. I didn't do the research. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up. Anyway, so Gabriel, well, I brought it up because you didn't bring it up, Gabriel. Yeah, what? So, well, actually, like what we what we should do at the future is again, mm-hmm. so she wrote a book. Uh, a memoir called uh, a, The Widow's Tale or A Widow's Tale. I think it's mm-hmm. A Widow's Tale. Year of, um, year of Magical Thinking? Which is basically, it's exactly what it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it's based on uh, her kind of dealing with like, the, the sudden death and then like the the incredibly hard, I mean, yeah, it's The grief. final match of the Stanley Cup? The, yeah, exactly. The grief dealing with the death of her first husband who died, yeah. I believe, in 2008. Mm. Um, so yeah, which is very uh, interesting as well. Yeah. yeah, heavy stuff. 
Yeah. It, it's always kind of fun hearing about Joyce Carol Oates, the person. Sure. You know? Because, it's, I don't know, she's a normal person. Yeah, any of her quotes are always great, too. Her quotes are always great, mm-hmm. yeah. She's got some sass in her. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> unrequited love is good for you. Like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's awesome. She's pretty wild. Uh, speaking of some interesting quotes. well, uh, Yeah, hey, l- lay them on us. Let me actually, let me, well, before I actually get into the notes, because they're actually about the thing that we read. Hey, that's cool. Uh, Gabriel, we read, uh, for this story, the novella, the Triumph of the Spider Monkey. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we're reading from the uh, 2019 uh, reprint by Hard Case Crime. Which is a great little book imprint that reproduces like pulpy noir of wonderful pulpy covers. Yes. Yeah, specific- noir is not the right term. Pulpy, pulp fiction. Yeah, pulp fiction. Mainly. Crime fiction. But, but like it, it, it's, it's hard. It's like in that old kind of like marketability of like hard crime novels, yeah, you know, hard boiled stories like post World War Two into like the noir years mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, specifically it's designed to kind of like bring back that kind of culture of, uh, just like cheap as well. Cause these yeah. books are really uh, nice, wonderfully priced. It was this uh, kind of thing that Pulp Fiction was literally based on. Essentially. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, focused on kind of like reprinting older material that hasn't been around as much and also kind of, uh, publishing newer material by like a big celebrated artist. Um, Gabriel mm-hmm. hard case crimes features reprints and new releases by authors as diverse oh. as Michael Crichton, Crichton? Stephen King, sure. Michael Spillane, sure. and a whole bunch of others. Mickey Spillane, Mickey Spillane, Mickey Spillane. Is it Mickey Spillane? Mickey Spillane is the creator of Mike Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, he's, I guess he's still alive. Is he? Yeah. He was a, one second there. There's like two quotes on the website from, yeah. From JK Rowling who said, uh, your books look stunning. Cool. Uh, and also, Mickey Splain, one hell of a concept. These covers brought me back to the good old days. Oh, cool. I guess Mickey Splain's still alive. So, so he's either still alive or weirdly prophetic. <laughs> yes. He just knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, there's like a whole bunch of- uh, Lawrence d- Block did a couple. Yeah, That's Lawrence cool. Block, Samuel Fuller. Um, James M. Cain. Something like that, yeah. Uh, also, very interesting. The, uh, the yeah, Sam Mi- Fuller did one. That's pretty cool. The uh, the the Michael Crichton books are actually from his his early crime uh, career, which he wrote under a pseudonym. Who's John name Lang? Is... <laughs> John Lang. John Lang. There you go. How'd yes. you know that off the top of your head? Because I looked it up. How how would really Michael yeah. Crichton books? No, just hard case crime. All right, weirdo. Daniel, I like crime stories. Oh, and Ed McBain. There's like I see like a lot of authors who like I don't necessarily read, but I see them sure. in here, which is which is interesting. But uh, here one second, let me go back to my notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the the Stephen King re uh, not reprints, are actually new releases. Mm-hmm. Um, are the Colorado Kid in Joyland? I have a signed copy of Joyland. Oh yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. I actually I well I bought a unsigned copy of the Colorado Kid. Well, wow. I guess we have one half of a valid collection. I know we do. Uh, I believe also Colorado Kid is the ad- is the basis for a TV show called Haven. I believe that's correct. Okay, I think that's right. Um, here's an interesting fact. You, you might have known about this too. In March 2020, Hard Case Crimes uh, will release the first novel co-authored by Brian De Palma. Hey, uh, it's called Are Snakes Necessary, and it's co-authored by Susan uh, Lehman. 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 Yeah, whatever. Lehman. Okay. Getting the rare uh, hardcover release from. Oh, this, that's from fun. This thing. So that's gonna be something fun to look forward to. I don't to. buy hardcover books. It uh, it has like a some like a uh, uh, what do you call it like a rave reviews from like Martin Scorsese. Cool. And like David Kep or something like that. Sure. Or whatever. I'm in. Uh, so anyway, back to the story that we're talking about: the Triumph of the Spider Monkey. Gabriel, this version. We'll get into this when we talk about the thing as well. It includes the original. Uh, novella, which which has the title "Triumph of the Spider Monkey," mm-hmm. it also features a companion novella called "Love Careless Love." Yes. Now, so "Triumph of the Spider Monkey," the, the main thing was originally published as a standalone novella in 1976, which wow. is also her first published standalone novella. Yeah, here's her is her first one. Um, the I saw the original cover. It's like it's, it's literally like like an ape like man on one of those white covers. Oh, actually, I could show you. I, obviously, it doesn't make for good cop uh, podcasting, but I found a website that has a whole bunch of really interesting. And then, if you paint it with your words, then it is good podcasting. I, I, I can. I can try. Word paint. Uh, uh, Gabriel, uh, love, careless love, only appeared in a literary journal in 1974. Wow. So yeah, so like the, both of these haven't been around since then. Which is kind of interesting. 1970? Yeah, I wow. guess so. We must have been like 22 around then, Daniel? Uh, something like that. We were yeah. 22 in 1974. Yeah. Uh, interesting. If you pay attention to those dates, Love, Careless Love came out before The Triumph of the Spider-Man. Oh, it did? Yeah. And again, I was not paying attention, apparently. Yeah, no, no. I just actually kind of, it kind of clicked with me right now. I was thinking like, 1974? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, like, again... um, I'm curious if like Triumph of the Spider Monkey was published anywhere before then, and it's just kind of hard to find out. Hmm. Uh, that said, 
Uh, and I have something very, unfortunately, kind of long to read, but this is very interesting. That's cool. Because, Gabriel, what is not included in this version of Can Giant I play Hitty Knife on my phone while I do it? Sure, if you want. I don't want to do that. What is Hitty Knife? Uh, it's another one of those cell phone games where you throw a knife and hit wood. <laughs> okay, sure. Go on, Daniel. Uh, what's not included in this is a, a two-paragraph afterward. Oh, okay. Uh, which obviously was included in the original one. Actually, right here it says uh, Strange of the Spider Monkey 1974. On the Wikipedia, it says 1976. So let's huh. assume it came out in 1974. It okay. makes more sense. Sure. Or maybe maybe the published novella as a standalone came out in 1976, but it was in a magazine before. I don't know. Uh, so here's what some, a world. So here's some things, and uh, I'll hopefully uh, kind of like skim through some like the uh, less interesting bits, but and it's because this is a very interesting book in terms of the time of its release, or where it fits in with her bibliography. And like some of the other stories that we have read or have sure. yet to read or I've read even not read. With her oeuvre. Yes. Of my works of fiction, published by small presses, notably the legendary Black Sparrow Press, The Triumph of the Spider Monkey is the most audacious and inventive. Mm. It is an uncensored confession of the sort of mass murder serial killer who has come to dwell permanently in the American psyche. A fecund, That's what? A fecund uh, collective unconsciousness roiling with revulsion. I love the word fecund. Fascination, envy, and dread. Inspired mm. by the phenomenon of the Charles Manson cult mur murders of yeah, August yeah. 1969 and the lengthy trial that followed, The Triumph of the Spider Monkey explores the aftermath of that period in American history when the ebullience, ebullience, ebullience? Ebullience. ebullience and the youthful idealism of the 60s had run their course. The greening of America followed the conflagration, talks about Nixon and everything, basically showing time, you know, like that whole Daniel, upheaval add thing. some like 60s music to the background of this. Totally. Listen. Uh, Some flutes and shit. In this moral chaos, Bobby Gottison is a hapless victim, a perverted son of God, quote unquote, as Manson was a perverted son of man. Mm -hmm. Like the historical Manson, he was abused as a child. Unlike Manson, he never imagines himself as a savior con man manipulating others, and his affect is naive, not calculating. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, skipping ahead to... She compares this to like Philip Roth's My Gang, which is completely lost on me. Yeah, I've only read so much Roth. Uh, the exploration of the lurid, the satirical evisceration of a culture through debased figure. The fecund. Such, such as uh, Mans Manson and Nixon. Uh, f uh, speaking in the first person to a prurient audience might have seemed to the writers of that long ago time a triumph or a kind of triumph, a repudiation of all that we've seen. Uh, we've been trained to consider high literary uh, culture. The gravitas of Henry James, the restrained cult of Hemingway. Okay. Seen from a distance, Spider Monkey was a gesture of youthful rebellion. And seeing it now, 40 years later, reissued with a radiantly lurid pulp cover by legendary artist and illustrator Robert McGinnis. Love these covers. Is a total, quite wonderful surprise. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny. I guess that obviously that wasn't like the original afterwards. She talks about this one. New afterwards. But it's not included in here. Jayco. It's annoying. Jayco. Jayco. So, yeah. So, no, that's just something interesting because if you're expecting this to be like, is this based on Charles Manson at all? There's definitely hints. There's definitely kind of like like little sprinklings of an influence. Little little sprinklings. And uh, we'll get into this right now when we talk about what's actually in the story. Uh, also, expo actually, before we go here, uh, Gabriel, I'll show you, but... Here's a bunch of like the covers of the Triumph of the Spider. Yeah, there's one of the had. monkey I actually saw. Yeah, there's two. This one right here, there's a really, really simple one that just has like a like a bare kind of silhouette of like a monkey with a very long arm. Mm -hmm. um, that's the original cover. And I really dig this one with the white. And yeah. there's just like this kind of like really, there's like a monkey man, as you said, just kind of leaping into the air. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's nice. And then there's like French ones or whatever. Sure. Um, so yeah, no, that's, uh, so yeah, that's about uh, the backstory of this a little bit to find yeah. out where it is. Um, again, because... Uh, Joyce Carolitz is so prolific and like, you know, her stuff probably isn't like the most high selling or whatever. A lot of her oeuvre tends to like fall through the cracks, essentially. Makes sense. So, yeah, it's kind of it's interesting kind of figuring out where these where, like where these came from or where they were. And whatnot. Mm -hmm. so <clears throat> Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. I've talked too much. Can you do me a favor? Can you tell me an, an innocent? Uh huh. What the triumph of the spider monkey is about. I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah. This is so. So uh, you read Zombie, mm -hmm. and while reading this, I was curious if this is anything like Zombie. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is the more or less first-person ramblings of a quote-unquote maniac, of mm -hmm. a killer, like a a handsome musician who has been abused and like and insulted and 
been in institutions his whole life. He's never had an ounce of love his whole life. And then he goes out to California and begins, and he'd been murdering, and he begins murdering people. <laughs> and it um it follows his trial, and several like it goes in and out of his personal ramblings, and also him being on the stand, and also every now and again um, uh, exhibits and evidence during his trial. But that isn't even clear all throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. Most of it reads like the crazy ramblings of a madman. Yes. Uh, um, Bobby Gottison. Bobby Gottison. Yeah. yeah, who also refers to himself constantly in as like the, the third maniac. person, mm-hmm. or he refers to himself in the third person as as if there as is his own name, yes. himself, and then Bobby Gottison, and then like more seems to identify with just calling himself the maniac. Yes. So yeah. And there's also an epigraph about um, about spider monkeys. Mm-hmm. So, I, I Daniel. <laughs> so in. Let's tag team this in a way. Oh yeah. What what did I miss that you feel is essential for listeners to know? Because yeah, I I, I can't. If this story was twenty pages long, I could tell you T to be what happens. But it's one hundred thirty pages. A lot of it is stream of conscious rambling. Yeah. That and I'll be perfectly. I'll admit it. The latter third of this, I completely sped read because <laughs> I was like, yes, you're crazy. Let's move on. Yeah, no, that's uh, and it's kind of interesting because he doesn't really kill people until the last third. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. like most of it ever leading up is just him kind of describing like his like woeful tale, essentially being yeah. like, "This is what I'm going through." Um, yeah, and you're yeah, just he's, he, he's very handsome. He ends up like partnering with different people he, who both use him and love him and abuse him. Yeah, and also all that is very suspicious like yeah like also you could describe him as being handsome but meanwhile he's also described as being very funny looking yes um in fact uh the word like the odd title the triumph of the spider monkey he seems to have picked up i th- i believe other people call him spider monkey like because therapist like you quoted in the beginning yes. of the episode uh he he's like small he's hairy or he's not even that um, small <laughs> well we have the book in front of you will you read the epigraph yeah one second God damn. Jesus, this guy made me fucking work for a <laughs> Slowly, we're overrunning the earth. Spider monkeys twittering, climbing, leaping, leering on broken banjos. The jukebox of the 40s could not cage us in. Stunned, the arm of the mechanism pauses, paralyzed. When the spider monkeys inside open soul doors to a spider monkey's skinned alive, the magic of my passage on earth will be just another headline. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so what? So sorry to interrupt <laughs> yes. you. What What else do you feel our listeners need to know about this story wise to comprehend our thoughts? Yeah. No. Well, like before, like I can talk about this more in like the bigger kind of wheelhouse of her books and stuff, including some of the stuff that we read for the show as sure. well. But yeah, no. It's, it's oh, at the end, he theoretically escapes. Sort of, but, but he sort might of not, not have. It might have. He's like, he, like unreliable. Unreliable narrator doesn't even mean to cover it. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know exactly. Even if like him being on the stand is real. Yeah. Um, because all, he talks constantly. Yeah, it is entirely as a lot of, of the other Oat stories. This is from the perspective from a very warped mind. Mm-hmm. Um, which he does in various horror stories. Specifically, we had done uh, the Dollhouse. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like in like the similar the sub. Sorry, Dollmaster Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I'm sure. There's another story sure, called, the called the Dollhouse. Come on, come on. Inevitably. But uh, no, the which is from the perspective of like a maniac kind of describing the killers. Um, interesting to point out though is that that was a story from like for example like a manipulator and like a psychopath and that kind what of. What year sense. was the Dollmaster again, Daniel? Dollmaster was like 2010, roughly. I think you could possibly tie. What year was this story? This story was 1974. I think that might be our little cipher there. That this reads like the rambling story of a person who just got out of the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. that this is the maniac running around. Like, this is like the fear of Manson. Yeah, no, that is that is very interesting and something that people may not get in 2019, reading mm-hmm. this reprint and whatnot, that this was the maniac of the 70s when people yeah. when people were, like, legitimately... What, what was it from the thing in Inherent Vice where, uh, pe- like, people, like, who are, like, like more than two people in a car can be considered a cult or something like that. Yeah. Which were like legitimate laws in Mm -hmm. like in certain states and whatnot. 
Um, but yeah, also again, this this is also ties directly to something like for as you said, zombie, mm-hmm. um, which is the which we done. I've uh, I covered with Jonathan B Horny from Shana the Horny podcast. Uh, where basically it is a first person account from I believe it's journals. I actually don't really remember anymore. But like it is directly in the character's mind of like a fictional Jeffrey Dahmer type, um, in like the early days when he's starting to kill, and you kind of see him come out of from a, a medicated stupor, and his mania kind of builds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would compare this more to that than specifically the Dollmaster, just because um, the 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 guy we follow is pitiable and sad. Uh, in this one, in he or gets in sad zombie. in the end. In this one, uh, I same, guess so. Same thing with Zombie, where like he, yeah, he does horrible, horrible, irredeemable things, and he has like one of the most fucked up minds you can ever imagine. Sure, but he is a very sad person. Like mm-hmm. the. And yeah, like Oates is always if sympathetic isn't the right word, but there's there's a level empathetic. of like there's a there's a humanity to these characters. Yeah. Uh, I would dare they're, say they're never they're never cartoons of like my machete. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 she digs deeper than that. She's better than that. She takes that as she said in the commercial for a masterclass mm-hmm. um, that she finds that one of the most powerful things to focus on are the taboo, the things that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And for example, I imagine her kind of giving a first person testimonial of like this this fucking maniac who has is delusional suffered a lot as a kid yeah um you're not too sure exactly what he says that's really not real he has a low iq uh-huh. um and then like kind of you see in a moment he has like this brief moment of remorse for what he's done mm-hmm. um which again you've spread right i don't know how much he got that the last chapter is of uh him with like the body of like the last woman he's killed and yeah. he and he kind of has like not, not exactly a breakdown but um, he just for the first moment of his life, he feels remorse for someone for someone as she dies. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, um, so that's like the kind of focus for that. And, and like again, I would, it it feels like a kind of like a like an early trial for some of her later sure. stuff. I would say like like jumping ahead to my thoughts a little bit here. Uh-huh. I am not one for stream of conscious rambling writing. Uh-huh. I I do not like <laughs> it, and I, and even if it's done of supreme craft like this is. I, it's just not my thing. It 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 my mind wanders immediately, and if I can just get the basic ideas, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run my eyes over all the text. Yeah, I mean the. How did you like this day? I mean, you picked this one. Well, I would dare say that like I I I dug this. This is one I haven't read beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, this is my first. I don't really like this one. It was it was all right. I mean, like more than anything, like I'd, I'm, I'd rather I'm, see the movie. I, I'm curious, like uh, yeah, the movie that 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 they uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I was curious what you would say because it's like, well, I've read Zombie. Zombie's a much better version of like this kind of like the storytelling and like the the kind of writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's way more intense in in Zombie. Sure. Um, it is it is kind of stream of consciousness, and also like the punctuation is all over the place and things are misspelled. Be, but like that only works to kind of put you in the mind of like this really dark place. That sounds more engrossing to me, and I, I'd hope it would be closer to that. I, like getting it further into the story, uh-huh. I was waiting for it to kind of tell me where it wanted to go, mm-hmm. and it never really did. This this kind of like felt like what I read of American Psycho, <laughs> where it's like in in a good way, where you know like it it's it's going it's careening towards this 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 very unreliable end that you must trust the perspective of the narrator. And, and again, it was skillfully done. I just didn't care for it. Yeah, no, it's, there's something weirdly, cause like also because of how intimate zombie was mm-hmm. and how like kind of like creepy crawly haunted mouse, the doll uh, master was mm-hmm. um this is like sensational 70s yeah. hollywood glitz and glam it's a hard case crime book it, it's someone it's yeah it has like that kind of thing where someone's like absorbed with like like making themselves like this grand yeah. thing yeah like if this, this reads kind of like if joy if joyce carol Oates wanted to do a henry miller crime thing like like that kind of rambling like sexy slightly sensational but still literary and also still like like humane yeah. kind of thing it it just it, it it didn't resound with me at all. No, no. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm probably on like the same page as you, pretty much. Where it's like there's there's definitely parts of this I like, and we'll probably get into that with like hazy memories or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, but yeah, on the whole, like it's this one is kind of like a lesser work. Um, I'm glad to have read it because again, fucking I I 
want to read more of her goddamn yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's uh, Oats Tober. Unlike the previous two stories, this is one I hadn't read before. Mm-hmm. So, Gabriel, you finally read your first kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, hey, we got <laughs> it. Carol done story. and done. They can't all be winners. They're not. Even though, again, like this fucking, she's great. Like I can't. Yeah. Rereading the uh, the uh, haunted last week. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, this this was the first one I read. It's mm-hmm. a great story. If this wasn't an outlier, I'd be a little bit like, well, maybe I'm about oats. But this is just a random outlier. She's like, hey, I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna have some fun, and maybe we'll see if it's good. Yeah, it almost makes you wonder, like, like, well, I mean, it was out of publication for forty years. And uh-huh. It's like maybe it wasn't that successful. You yeah. Know? So and yeah. uh and also we should say we didn't we didn't read uh love careless love, mm-hmm. um because apparently all the kind of like reviews that I've read about this, um are like hey the no- Tyler novella is pretty good, uh do not care for the 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 other one, uh-huh. <laughs> um people seem to uniformly hate it. Interesting. Uh, this is not well reviewed on Amazon. Hmm. Uh, because like people are just like, yeah, we like the the stories. The main story's all right. And, you know, I don't care if I that. And was a B side. So it's it's a it's it's kind of like a B side to a B side. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> a C side. Yeah, C side, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get your but, boat. But Gabriel, I tell you what, uh, we might be going a bit long here, and and um, we're not I think, actually. Well, I think we're actually. Well, how about this? Instead of saying that, I think we're kind of spinning our wheels a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I think we should go on break. Okay. We'll come back. We'll play a literary game that you've prepared. Another their oats game baby and then i'm gonna 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 fuck shit up all right fucking up motherfuckers mm-hmm. yeah that's right anyway cut us a break right, let's do it welcome back hi everyone dear listener readers what up baby two slow readers hi america's fast space literature podcast i'm daniel i'm gabriel hey, I'm and Gabriel, uh-huh. it's time to play a literary game. It's time to play a game. Wow. Daniel, I'm sorry to tell you, oh, no. this is one of the ones I think you always hate. <laughs> because... It's like, how little do you know about black American authors? Yay! That's my favorite <laughs> yeah, game. Fuck you. Daniel, right. we're going to play a game that we've played before, but we've never done it one-on-one, because it's a little tricky one-on-one, but I think it's a good time anyway. Okay. We're going to do some... Wordplay. I don't remember that one. That's okay. You'll okay. remember it in a moment. All right. This game, and cue the music, Daniel, I'm just going to call Totes My Goats. Oh. Daniel, so what <laughs> I did. What my nose? Nice. What is I took a <laughs> Joyce Carol Oates title of mm-hmm. a novel or a short story, a novella, okay. and all I did was change one letter. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a description of the story, probably taken off Amazon, and I altered the description to fit the description of the new change title. Okay. For example, if I said, this is the gut-wrenching story of Marissa, a beautiful and sweet girl of beautiful hair, but an older girl takes Marissa to be used as a sacrifice to an ancient god of sexy nudie mags, Marissa's kept in a basement and learns what bears and twinks are. Yeah, I would the say answer would be the porn maiden. The porn maiden. Okay. Correct, Daniel. Hey. So these are all like your most famous ones. <laughs> so um, hopefully this shouldn't be too hard for you. Cross maybe, your fingers. She has a lot of novels. Yeah, maybe you'll crush it. Maybe you won't. Okay. I don't really know what that was about, but okay. <laughs> all right, then. We're ready? Yes. Okay. Hold on. My my no, my sound. Here we go. Hold on. We're fine. Ad? We're going to play an ad? I hope no, it's, not I hope it's. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Yeah. A novel about class, race, and the horrific glassy sparkle of urban life. This book chronicles the lives of the Yorks, a family on a steep edge of poverty in the windy, riotous Detroit slums. Ed, beautiful and dreamy and full of regret by age 16, and his three children, Philip, Johnny, and Colin, make up Oates' vision of an Oxfordshire English family, broken, marginal, musical, and romantically proud. That you changed something in there? I changed a lot of things in there. Okay, I was going to say. Uh. Daniel? What's that change name? Is it? We are the Mulvanies. It is not. Okay. What was the, what was the letter change there? I don't know. I, I was listening for the thing that you changed, and I was like, I didn't pick up anything. Uh, want me to tell you what I changed? Well, no, read it again. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I made a mistake in there. Oh, anyway. Okay. A novel about class, race, and the horrific glassy sparkle of urban life this book chronicles the lives of the yorks a family in a steep edge of poverty in the windy riotous detroit slums ed beautiful and dreamy and full of regret by age 16 and his three children philip johnny and colin make up oates's vision of an oxfordshire english english family broken marginal musical and romantically proud okay i think i know what you did oh fuck yep oh fuck i don't know what it is 
Were those the, the band members of Radiohead? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um. Damn it. I can't tell you what you mean. Yeah. So what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um. Shit. Let me think. What would that be? What would that be? Daniel, I'm going to give you, uh, let's say, <coughs> 10 seconds. Okay. I'm probably not going to get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'll give you one last hint. Okay. Whose name didn't I say? Johnny Greenwood? Five. Six. Uh, not six. <laughs> <laughs> Four. Three. Two. Uh, one. Last guess. I, 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 I don't know. Daniel, the answer was Tom. As in them. But I changed the E to an O. Oh, okay. I thought you did say Tom. No, I said the Yorks. The okay. actual family name was not the Yorks. Okay, all right. No, no problem. All right. All right. Well, you caught the you caught the clue, just not the actual uh, answer. Speaking of which, remember right before I started, I said like I don't know what them is about. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's why I thought it was funny to start with that one. Also, because that that uh, seemingly could be a, a I think that's the same. You could have also described we are the Malvinies that are with the same name. Quite but anyway, possibly. Anyway. But, uh, I, I couldn't. I'll give you a hint. I could not find a suitable pun for we were the Mulvanies. Okay. So you can rule that one out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some of them are so long, it's not like yeah, like a single letter change because it will make all the difference. Yeah. But okay, all right. Okay. So zero one. Zero one. Cue the music. Music is cute. The heroine of this Oats story is a not-quite-adolescent girl named Josie who suffers physical and sexual abuse at the hands of her demonic cousin, a divinity student named Jared, and psychological abuse at the hands of her neglectful mother. Jared's work includes binding, gagging, and playing for Josie podcast episodes about the strange and supernatural. The big question is, is Jared a snake or a savior? Well, I know the story. Okay. That's that's first love. Mm-hmm. Um, did you change to first lore? Well, is that the answer? Well, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Also, uh, I'm sorry, am I supposed to find the... The, the name that you've changed it to? Or am yes. I looking for the, the original name of the, the story? The name I changed it to. Okay, so First Lore. Yay! Correct, Daniel. First Lore, a gothic tale. Yay, all right. Oh, the, a gothic tale, but... Yes. With illustrations by that guy. By <laughs> Gory? Mm-mm. Not Gory? No, it's somebody else. Every time I see the name, it looks like Gory, too. Yeah, But I it's not. Know. He's a pretender. That's right. But okay, 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, Daniel. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Now, that's a... That's a, a a Joyce Carol Oates book that honestly I was just like I was like this is a bit much I don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh lord yeah kitty music a child is abandoned in the silty flats of the Tiber River cast aside the girl child survives by an accident of fate or destiny after her rescue the well-meaning couple who adopt her quarantine her poisonous history behind the barrier of the patrician and plebeian values but the bulwark of the present proves surprisingly vulnerable to the agents of the past when a reckless trip thrusts Meredith M.R. Neuerkirchen, a leader of Grammaticus and Rator, into an unexpected psychic collision with the girl child, the fate of the Empire is in question. Daniel, what's that oat story if one letter changed? Alright, I know it's... Totes my goats! I know it's the mud woman. Mm-hmm. I need to, like, <laughs> I need to hear... I know, I think you changed stuff towards the end, or, like, the second half of that, mm-hmm. I think. Um... I would assume that the easy fix there would be the mad woman. It would be the easy fix, wouldn't it? But I don't know if it was. Read it again. <laughs> how many also how how many questions are there? There um is eight? Eight? Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm I'm good at finding puns. Okay. <laughs> A child is abandoned in the silty flats of the Tiber River. Cast aside, the girl child survives by an accident, fate, or destiny. After her rescue, the well-meaning couple who adopt her quarantine her poisonous history behind the barrier of their patrician and plebeian values. But the bulwark of the present proves surprisingly vulnerable to the agents of the past. When a reckless trip thrusts Meredith M.R. Neuerkirchen. <laughs> I like when you try to read faster, your pronunciation just goes out the window. Completely out the window. You're like, how can I like this? Well, hopefully the mic picks it up. A leader of Grammaticus and Rator into an unexpected psychic collision with the girl child. The fate of the Empire is in question. Okay. What would that be? Mud woman. What the fuck would that be? It's like a really easy thing here, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure it out. Daniel, do you want to, do you want like a notepad to write the name down so you can play with that? 
Um, no, I mean, I can basically figure it out in my head. Okay. I mean, or I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost think that you're making a Skyrim or ref or uh, Morrowind reference there. Nah, no. Okay. You no, Tiber. You said Tiber and Emperor. And Emperor. You know, those are sure. uh, Elder Scrolls things. Yes. Uh, you know, what? I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Mad Woman because I don't have a better answer. Okay. Well, no need to make this noise because <laughs> Daniel, the answer was Mud Roman. Oh, okay. Tiber, right. River, Empire, um, Grammaticus and Rator, Plebeians and Patricians. Yeah, no, I get it. You were saying Empire and everything like that, but... You okay. fool! All right. All right, Daniel. I Next mean, one. I mean, Mud Roman isn't anything, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Well, that was first lore. All right, ready? Uh-huh. Or just thumb. Here's the next one. Kelly Kelleher is a blissed-out 26-year-old super chiller when she meets Senator at a 4th of July party. When the senator offers her a ride, we enter Kelly's maxed and relaxed passive present, her Matthew McConaughey-like mind and her groovy body, as she is fatally attracted to this older man, this hero, this soon-to-be lover. Daniel, what's that word? Well, clearly that's Blackwater. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna skip this next one that I got because it like it was like the laziest one I did. Yeah, you can tell me later. Okay. I don't know. There's like a really simple like groovy kind of thing that that's there. Um, okay. What would it be? I don't know. What would it be, Daniel? It's only one letter. Yeah, no, Listeners, <laughs> feel free to join in and shout at me. And if you got any of these and then get any, think I'm a you know if if you think that these are terrible, come at me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the laziest thing, it's like black later, as in see you later, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess that could work. <laughs> All right. Black later. Block. Block water. Mm-hmm. Blick. Block. Oh, block water. <laughs> Brack. Um, you could do... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like a groovy, psychedelic name. Okay. That'll fit there. I got nothing. You got nothing? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Black waiver. Black waiver. That's okay. not a thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. The answer was slack water. <coughs> what? Yeah. Slack? Yeah, slack. Like like slackers from the 90s? Yeah, like slacking off. I said Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you said Matthew McConaughey, but Matthew McConaughey did like groovy stuff. Yeah, and like, slack like water, Psychedelic. Man. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure. Um, I got one, one and three wrong at yes. this point. Okay. Okay. Ready Eight go? of these, huh? Uh-huh. All right. No, I'm only three more. Only two more to go. All right. Oh, read your lazy ones. I don't hear them. <laughs> oh, I'm going to save that afterwards. Okay, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Here's your next one, Daniel. Uh-huh. Abandoned as a baby in a bus station locker. Shuttled from one abusive foster home and attention, attention center to another. Uh-huh. Bobby Goddison grew up angry, hurting, damaged. His hunger to succeed as a musician brought him across the country to Hollywood. But along with it came his seething rage, his paranoid delusions, his capacity for acts of shocking violence, and his love of appetizer-sized hamburgers. <laughs> uh, yeah, the triumph of the slider monkey. Well, it's Panda Pop. Panda Pop, gonna play some Panda Pop. Play it. Panda Pop, I'm playing Turn for it. free. Turn. Wow, keep Turn playing. Oh, snap. Good job, Daniel. Triumph of the Slider Monkey. Two against three now. That one tickled me pink. (laughs) Okay. Final one, Daniel. Here you can tie it up. This one's worth two points. Okay. Because I I got rid of one. (laughs) In Hammond, New York, in the early 1950s, a young white girl named Iris Courtney and her black friend Jinx Fairchild are united by a murder that they commit in Mm self-defense, as well as a delightful and moist cake with absolutely to die for dairy cream frosting. Frosting. From this central moment, this novel weaves out the stories of two families that intercross across divisions of race and class and dairy. Right. First off, the title of this book is Black Girl, White Girl? No. Fuck. What is it? Wait. It's not The Gravedigger's Daughter, is no. it? No. It's a long one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help uh, that much. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Look through, look through a glossary. Uh, is it uh, uh, The Cocktail Waitress by James M. Can? Well, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this doesn't have a glossary of her work. No, it doesn't. It's only hard case files. <laughs> Shit. All right, come on. Okay, well, Stephen King's Storyland. Want me to read it again? Uh, yeah, wait, no, hold on. Let me figure out. I, I, 
is it you must remember this no is it <laughs> uh like take me by the hand what was it called uh take my hand no uh let me read it again is it uh, the grave digger's daughter again? No. Wait, is it is it close to black girl, white girl? Because no. that was the name of one of her novels. It's not close. Okay. Shit. Um. Uh. uh it's one of her best titles. Give me your heart. No. Uh, I locked the door upon myself. No. Uh, hold on. Uh huh. <laughs> hold on. She has a lot of books. Yeah. Um. Uh, Want me to read it again? No, I, I okay. I, I heard what it is, and it sounds. There's like a couple of books that kind of have that kind of thing. Like I do think Black Girl, White Girl, or something like that is is has like a similar kind of thing where. Um, all right, you must remember this. No. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember <laughs> things that I already said as well. Uh, is it? Um, I'm sure you're not gonna remember, but I said it's my favorite title of hers that I've heard. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you said that right now, but I mean mm -hmm. that. She has a lot of great titles. No, I mean. it's my favorite title. Yeah, I don't know what your favorite is. I didn't say that earlier. <laughs> okay, I know. Well, I mean, you said it now, didn't you? No. Right now? Did you say it's one of her best titles? No, it's just my favorite of hers. Okay, all right. I think I've gone on the record being like, wow, I love that title. Yeah. You say that a lot of other titles. Though. I mean, I love like the uh, the Book of America. Martin. I don't like That's the title, title Triumph of the Spider Monkey. It's a weird title. It's a right? weird title. It's not catchy. I, I feel it's like not. it could have gotten like a better kind of like, like pulpier kind of title. Yeah, a little I agree. Bit, yeah. Makes me think there's going to be a Spider Monkey in it. Like the killings of the spider monkey or sure. something like that. It's mm -hmm. something more like sensational. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Triumph is a literary title. Uh huh. Um, okay, I gotta be honest. I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, Daniel. Yes. The book was because it is bitter, and then because it is my heart. That's right. Okay. The title I did change it to, with all my references to cake, is because it is butter, and because it is my heart. All right. <laughs> Daniel, you lose the game. Oh man. But you won two, the war. Two against. Well, two against. Uh, is there an applause? Now or is there an applause button here? Is there really not one? Um, hold on. What did you do? <laughs> I'm trying to find an applause button. Oh. There really isn't one? <laughs> Just play a random one. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween. Oh, it's Tober. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Tober. Oh, it's Tober. Daniel, uh, listeners, if you got all of those, pat yourself on the back and message <laughs> me. I'll send you a free Joyce Carol Oats sticker. Yes, uh, all you hard uh, hardcore Joyce Carol Oates fans who knows titles off the, off the top of your head like that. Um, but all right, all right, cool. Uh, let's go on break then. Cool. Uh, when we come back, we have a couple things to do, including uh, hazy memories, final thoughts, and also talking about what we're going to do next. Yeah. Which we might not have planned ahead, but go, girl. We'll figure it out now. Throw it a break. Is he girl or Gabriel? Girl. Done. Welcome, dear listener. What up? Ooh, uh, slow readers. Slow, slow readers. Slow Weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Called by Time Magazine. A brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. Us? And also Gillian, podcast? Gillian Flynn, author of Gone Girl, said- Gilly? Simply the most consist consistently inventive, brilliant, curious, and creative writer going. Gilly Philly? Gilly Flilly. Author of Gone Gone? Gabriel, we're the recipient of- And the, Dark Bark? Of the LA Times Book Award for Best Mystery Thriller. Cool. For our novel, A Book of American Martyrs. Mm-hmm. And also, we're a six-time Pulitzer Prize finalist. Never won? No, never won. Six times, though. Cool. Six, six Let times. her have one, guys. Jesus. I know. I know, right? How many women do you She's... think have won a Pulitzer for- Variety. Oh, I don't know. Uh, usually, like the thing that even Jay Cool says that like she's so prolific that people tend to be like, like ah, this is one of our better ones. You know? Yeah, that's what happens. So anyway, this is a show. Uh, we do things. <laughs> we do things, and then we do it bad. And we do it hard. We do it good. We sing a song. So yeah, we hydrate on air. Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, this is part of the show where we do a little thing called final thoughts. Okay. Gabriel. Yes. Final thoughts on the novella, The Triumph of the Spider. Monkey. If you ask me point blank, I did not like this story. Mm -hmm. It's not my style. It's not my speed. It didn't make sense to me, and I've ultimately found it boring. That being said, is it head and shoulders above every other book like this? Absolutely. It's source Carol Oates. There's something to the writing or something to the language or something to the structure where there is some. That's still captivating, fascinating. I still read, like, like what, like 80 pages of this at a normal pace before I started getting, like, annoyed. And like I, I was still it it 
like most authors who do this kind of thing, like I, I don't, I'm not one for like the rambling beatsy POV kind of thing, mm-hmm. stream of consciousness. I give up in ten pages. So I don't know. I'm I, I'm I can I remain a loyal George Carlos fan. I'm just not a big fan of this thing. If you like that kind of like wild, um, unreliable narrator describing what may or may not be his reality of, of murder and love and crime, then this might be totally your alley. I would never prevent someone from reading this. I would never say that it's bad. I just didn't like it. Daniel, what about you? Triumph of the Spider Monkey, not Love Careless Love. Give us your words now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, again, like... um. Uh, this is definitely one of the books that I didn't like as much as some of the other ones. Um, if you wanted to read it, go for it. Again, like my kind of perspective is that like, well, it's not as good as the other stories that she's done in this mold. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it interesting because it feels like the early the early steps of doing something like zombie. Um, if like, it, yeah, it's uh, that's that's kind of like how I feel about the whole thing. It has good moments, but overall, it was weirdly long. Mm-hmm. For for the story that I was telling, yeah, and yeah, so that's there's nothing else I could really say other than the fact that like yeah, it just kind of feels like lesser lesser oats, you know, that might have that might have been like deserved to have just kind of fallen by the wayside yeah. a little you bit. You see, but uh, yeah, no, glad that it has like this cool little like super pulpy cover and Love edition and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, that said, it's it's fine. Yeah, no, whatever. I don't know, Gabriel. There's one other thing we got to do about Triumph of the Spider Monk before we move on. Uh oh. There's a little thing brought to us brought to us by mm-hmm. uh, the the Whip Around Podcast flagship dude. Flagship dude. Flagship dude. Is that like a weird like like Ren and Snippy superhero? Johnny. Be horny, Johnny. Be gee, Shawnee. Be horny. I meant Shani to say. Be horns. Uh-huh. Uh, Gabriel, check out the Whip Around podcast for all your weird news needs. They're a good time. They're good friends of ours. That said, Gabriel. Yeah. Years I'm from here. years from now, when you remember Triumph of the Spider Monkey, mm-hmm. uh, how will you remember this? I'm sorry to say, I'm not going to remember much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was. It wasn't that I didn't read enough of it. I just kind of like started tuning out. And um, I, I, what I like best was the uh, the opening therapist conversation. And if the whole book was that, I would have really loved it. But you know, like that that reminded me of like what I like about Richard Price, that kind of thing. Or like you, you get every ounce of this therapist who's just kind of like white collar dickhead, this ranting. I also think of the dentist. I love the dentist thing. That yeah. uh, those are two scenes where you see how Bobby is totally like fucked by the system, and it's just two dicks who don't have the time to care for a damaged man. Yeah, this the the Joker scenes, if you will. I, I, I'm I'm interested in the in those bits. There's also that third bit later on when um in the middle of uh John uh Johnny what the fuck Bobby. Bobby uh Bobby telling the story about meeting like Vanderberg I think his name is yeah um like he's t- he in the Vander, middle of it Vanderbrug. like Vanderbrug or something like that yeah um like the one lawyer keeps like kind of interrupting saying it's like this is not true this did not happen and yes, you did not meet Mr Vanderbrug it's like none of this was none of this was a case he wasn't there and you don't know there were actors who were hired to fool you or, like, and, and you wonder like you don't know what? if if the guy's being delusional mm-hmm. or if this is a cover up. Yeah. And again, like also I would dare say that I feel like some of the like the things that we're reading in this might not even be necessarily true in terms of him arguing with like the, yeah. the court or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, the quote unquote triumph of the monkey was a monkey man. Spider uh, monkey. Spider monkey was that was the fact that he just was an outspoken man at his own at his own fu- like raving at his own funeral, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, those would kind of be like the same things that I would remember. Um, uh, specifically the the one where he's telling the story and is interrupted by the lawyer, things like that. I did like the kind of experimental stream of consciousness, consciousness having being interrupted from outside voices and just kind cool. of the interesting typography of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but other than that, um, yeah, that's really it. No, I don't, I don't have anything else to really say about that. Put it to bed, Daniel. Gabriel, it's time we set Triumph of the Spider Monkey aside. Okay. And Bye, Bobby. Because Gabriel, we Back have something fun to you. do. Mm-hmm. All these books. <laughs> Gabriel. What? How dare you? I didn't do anything. Gabriel, I have before like me. like that lawyer. I didn't do anything. Gabriel! Wait! I have three books before me. Okay. Uh, there are three Joe's Carl oh, short story collections. Excellent. Horror short story collections. Love it. It's so it's still after uh, all. Let me actually read the titles. It is, uh, we've done a uh, story from this before, Haunted Tales of Grotesque. Mm-hmm. Uh, the female of the species. Love that title. Tales of Mystery and Suspense. Cool. Which we have not covered before. Hey. And also, The Museum of Dr. Moses, Tales of Mystery and Suspense. Love it. Those are, uh, that one we also have not touched before, but Gabriel, we will yeah. touch one of these books okay. next week. So I want you right now 
And not even this order that I'm looking at it at. Okay. Gabriel, I want you to pick a number between one and three. Three. Okay. Gabriel, you selected the Museum of Dr. Moses. Also, what I like about the system is it's entirely possible. You can pick, you can just pick whatever one you wanted and I'll never know. Yeah, no. Well, no. I have, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, there's no point. Definitely I am just, you know, because I, I, I have nothing to do. Like, the stories that I know from, uh, there, there's stories in Dr. Museum of, uh, Dr. Yeah, Museum. Museum. <laughs> in Dr. Museum, there's stories that I've read in this that I like, but the also. Dr. Museum of the Island? I would love to pick a story that I haven't read before. Sure. Because that was kind of like my goal with Great. picking Triumph of the Spider Monkey. Okay. But that said, uh, Gabriel, so there are oh, I should have counted this beforehand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten stories. Ten. Ten stories. The triumph of Dr. Moses. Yep. The uh, Moses of Dr. Museum. Gabriel. Yep. So uh, going in order between like one through ten. You, okay. you're, you're, you can't see what I'm looking at. You don't know this book. Mm-hmm. I want you to pick a number between one and ten. Between between. Between one and ten. Mm-hmm. And that story, that number you pick will be the story that we do next week. Now, how about we mash it so that way I can trust that you're not going to randomly pick one. And that no, way I have go... it going one through ten, like in order. Like oh, whatever fine. number you pick is going to be very oh, obvious. You go up and down. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going up to down. I'll even oh, show fine. you. I'm not, I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you'd be surprised as well. Okay. No. Well, anyway. You want me to read it? Okay, I'll be surprised when you read it. Okay. Also, I, if I don't know the story, it's going to be like, well, that one. I don't know <laughs> it is. Anyway. Okay. One through ten. Okay. Um, Six. You picked... Five, six, Farrell. Cool. Like yeah. <laughs> like Will or Williams? Yeah, like Will Farrell. Okay. Uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. we're reading Will Farrell or Pharrell Williams. Uh, next week. Um, no, no, it, we're reading uh the story Farrell from the Museum of Doctor Moses Tales cool, of Mystery man. and Suspense. Keen jeans. Do you think this is gonna be a mystery story or a suspense story? I think it's gonna be a horror story. It's just just bucking all trends. Yeah, Farrell sounds more of a horror. Oh, so we just we missed the Hunter by one. Ah, I like the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, Gabriel, I'm very excited. Next week we're gonna be doing Farrell. We're wrapping up October. We're wrapping up October, and then we're going back to reading regular books. Yes, yeah, so we might need to do a two-parter for Boys in Wood Bible. <laughs> we'll see about that. Gabriel? We bought copies for it, goddammit. The it. one fucking thing I need you to do right now, motherfucker, sure. is I want you to goddamn plug your bullshit. I don't have any. Um, um, if you, uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, please check out self-evident Asian American stories. Um, I produced episode three of the series, so you'll season one. So please check that out. It's a great time. Um, I'm very proud of it. It was a uh, reach on AV Club, so that's pretty cool. Um, goddamn, follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book, and give this show some race reviews and subscribes because we need you. Yeah, cool. Good job, Gabriel. Daniel, do you? Uh, do me. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at Slow Readers. Cool. Um, you can also buy my fiction right now. Paperbacks available. The cook, a cook in the kingdom, uh-huh. and the Shadow of the Deep. <laughs> I, that was my mic. <laughs> uh, they're available on paperback right now on Amazon only. That said, that said, as of well, actually, I'm still fucking waiting on the one. I don't know these goddamn things. Uh, right now, you can buy a cook in the kingdom at ebook or on ebook mm-hmm. anywhere basically where you buy your ebooks. It's available on Apple cool. Books. It's available at Kobo. Mm-hmm. It's available at Barnes and Noble. Kobo. You can get them anywhere. Barnes and Noble. Shadow from the Deep. Cool. Yeah, as an ebook. Dot com. Gotcha. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, uh, the Shadow from the Deep is uh, is probably, hopefully, going to be available soon. I don't know. Apple Books deep, keeps getting weird with me. Uh-huh. I do spend an entire afternoon basically copying and pasting files into a new file. And also just reformatting that, which I forgot how fucking long that takes. Seriously, that sounds like fucking bullshit. You, you'd fa- you'd you'd make sense. Me literally just copying pasting a book from one file into another one and just like formatting it to be like, oh, you can do that in like an hour or two. No, no, took, yeah, took no me a chance, while. Lance. That said, uh, look out for that very soon. Watch I'll out for that post, tree. I'll post this on uh, uh, Instagram uh, and social media, like whenever those are available. Uh, but that said, Gabriel, uh, that is the end of the show. Cool. We are done. All right. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye, fuckwazzles. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top